What's up, Lashinistas? Welcome to the show. This is the Live Bay podcast, where we talk about the ever-growing eyelash business. If this is your first time listening to our show, this podcast is dedicated to helping you grow as a lash artist and or lash business owner. So if you work for someone else (laughs) or yourself, this podcast is for you. I think you forgot. Welcome. That's okay. Hey, guys, this is Shauna and Mike Jones. We're the owners of Live Bay Lash. If you've heard our fucking intro, you know. (laughs) Our heart, 6, our heart six thousand three hundred and twenty-four times. Wait, what is it? Our heart is a share. It's a share with our you. Uphill our uphill battle in the lash industry. industry, and to show you guys what started out of a house, out of a house, <laughs> out of a tiny bedroom in a house. Oh my god! In a tree Extremely- fort. <laughs> Extremely Broke has turned into an eight-figure company. We are here to encourage you during your last journey and to give you guys a real raw, real raw <laughs> version, I swear, virgin of what things are really In like. the real world. <laughs> you get it. Whatever. Let's go. In today's episode, uh, we're going to be talking about the upcoming recession. But before we jump into that, you already know about our classes. Um, yes. We- $400. <laughs> 400 bucks off right now. $400 off classes. We do accept. You're like a monkey. You just pick something off my shirt. Financing <laughs> through PayPal and Sezzle. All the classes are 400 all in person. And 400? we are $400 off. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like we go smoked, smoked weed before we. God, we won't even be able to pay the driver to get there. The price oh of gosh. gas. Holy shit. Okay. So anyways, you can finance through Sezzle or PayPal. Keep in mind, if you're a brand new lash artist and you're looking to get trained, we have five-day. If you are already proficient in classics, you can do the three-day. So a ton of amazing value. Whoa. You get mentorship <laughs> for life with our classes. So you have access to Mike and I and your trainers. Yes. Very cool. Also. Oh, there's more? Yeah. Oh my also, goodness. we have um, our subscription boxes. So you can get $200 or more um, for $99 a month. So you actually choose your box. <laughs> Why are you staring at me? Like I think that? we should do something special you, with this month's subscription boxes. Ch- okay. I think we should throw some $100 bills in them. What? I okay. do. Anyways. I do. Okay. So anyways, you can like choose which Charlie box. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, okay, the lucky golden ticket. Okay. You can choose which <laughs> box based on your experience. So we have like the OG, we have um, the newbie, and then we have my pick, which is always the best one. With a $100 bill. Okay. Anyways, let's let's get into it. All right. So some of you guys know, some of you don't. I think there's probably a lot that might not based on some TikToks I was watching just a little bit ago. But let's assume that most of you understand that uh, there is an impending recession coming. I don't really think there's anything that Superman or anybody can do to stop it right now. The Fed is certainly trying by throwing out three quarter of a percent and one point uh, basis interest rate hikes just to try and tame the flames of inflation, but it seems to um, not have really have an ending in sight. So most experts predict that we are already in a recession, if not headed to one very quickly here. What do you think, Eric? December? They'll announce it. End of year, we're, we're thinking they're probably going to announce it. So some of you maybe have never lived through one, or if you have lived through one, you probably didn't really feel it or know because your parents were kind of feeling, feeling like the burden for you. And others have been through it. And if you're a little older like me. Get an OnlyFans. <laughs> you might have been to live through Reaganomics or through, you know, the, the housing meltdown in 08. Yeah. So it just depends on what your age is. Because I don't know. We have a, a broad demographic listening. So recession is not always gloom and doom. Okay. It, it is, you know, it is a point in time when you do need to knuckle down and do things that are a little more frugal. Here's the thing. The people that actually love recession are the people that are sitting on a giant bag of money. For sure. 
because they're the ones who are going to benefit. There's going to be a lot of great deals, people losing their asses. The people that, you know, don't have a lot saved up or just starting out in their last year and you're trying to get their business going are the ones that are a little bit conscientious of what's going to happen. So here's our most practical tips on what to do to kind of get ready and kind of brace for it. This is not, again, please listen to me. I know we joke around a lot, but this is not the end of the world, okay? Recessions typically happen every five to seven years. As a matter of fact, in, in Jewish terminology, they actually call it the Shemitah, which is like a seven-year cycle, and they base a lot of stock market runs, bull and bear market runs on this Shemitah cycle. At the end of the Shemitah, the seven-year run, a lot of times you've had like big like stock market crashes. So here's what they kind of do to try to prepare for you guys. Number one, you're going to want to make sure that you're doing stuff. My wife posts videos all the time on, on like bargain finds at like Ross and 99 only. There is no need to race out and buy expensive, you know, name brand things to have just to look like you're you're balling on a, you know what I mean? Like you're balling and, and um, sorry, I'm swallowing a little wrong there. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, th I think that everybody wants to go out and buy designer name brand lamps, esthetician lamps and designer name brand, you know, chairs and all that stuff. And I think that stuff's great. But I also know you can go to Big Lots and get a cheap recliner. Our first recliner chair, believe it or not, was off Craigslist. Yeah. It, it was like 50 bucks. You know, I've told you the story before. It had a rip down the middle. It had There's blue duct, duct tape. tape on it. I have a picture of it hanging up. Yeah, we do. And it smelled like cigarettes. <laughs> it like, was so gross. We wrapped it. We sprayed it with Bath and Body Works. Put a and, blanket over it. Yeah, it was our first recliner chair. No one ever knew. My clients loved it. They're like, oh, my God, it was you so upgraded. Comfortable. It had a little oh spring God. in the back that was sticking yeah, out. It was amazing. So so cheap furniture. Number two, going to 99 only. Like, I always give my wife, you know, crap about going to 99 only, but... There's some really good bargains there. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, too, because um, I did get a little heat for, like, the reel we did. Like, it was the blooper reel, and I was like, this is how I stay rich. And it was, like, a joke. You guys know I'm, like, super humble. But, um, <laughs> Way to flaunt it, Sean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly, like, the kickback I got. I'm like, okay, first of all, I've never even – I don't I don't even show my personal life. You know what I mean? I don't show, you know – House, cars, anything. <laughs> yeah, because it's like I don't want to base my business off of that like everyone else. Like I want to show the real struggle. Someday I'll flaunt all my ship, shit and I'll be like, welcome to MTV Cruise. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to get shit people aren't going to know who that is either. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. That's a good point. Okay, never mind. Anyways, um, sorry, there was a little thing. But what I was going to say is like honestly, like all joking aside, like that is how – I stay making money is like, I'm like that, like on the business side, but also like on my personal side, like I am very frugal about like everything. Like I buy like some of our groceries still at the 99 cent only. Like I'm always looking for a bargain. If somebody like is like, Hey, it's going to be this much. I'm like, no, it's not. I know you can do better. Like I have a just, you know, can I have a discount code? Can I have a coupon code? Like, um, I'm not cheap when it comes to people. Like I always take care of like our people, but like on a business side, definitely, you know, start to bargain shop. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like back in the day I was thinking about, it, I was like, man, when, you know, my mom was raising us, we were on food stamps. And back in the day they were real, they were like literally food stamps. Like you had to count them out and give them to the cashier. And every time at Aldi's, like when my mom went to pay, I would go run in like my car because I'd be so embarrassed. But like I was walking in a Goodwill the other day and I had that like flashback. And I'm like, what's crazy is like, that's cool now. Like walking into the Goodwill. Goodwill. Did you just tune out? No, I'm listening to you. Oh. I was thinking about you running away. I felt bad. Oh, okay. I know. But whatever. Look at now. 
Right. But I was going to say, but now like these things are cool. So like if you're a lash artist, I don't care if you're just beginning or you're like a master lash artist, you own a business, there's nothing wrong with like getting deals places. And like, it's like, if you can get like a lash cart for $13 at Ross, opposed to, you know, one at Michael's for 13, you're still saving 18 bucks if I did the math right. Yeah, whatever. But you're still saving money and every penny counts. And that's just the way I look at everything. So, yeah, the other thing is to say is be very cautious with your supplies. You know, we always joke around when we opened our first salon, we didn't have the money. We were buying all name brand stuff mm-hmm. and we would go into the trash cans. <laughs> we would go into the trash cans of the salon and like the girls would usually use like a quarter or a half of a strip of lashes. This is before we started doing like their tiles for them. So they would just grab a random box, pull stuff out, and just throw a half a strip away. Yeah, I would have a heart attack. And we were like, oh, in the trash with tweezers. Like, we could still use those. <laughs> you know, putting them back on. We're going to get you for that one, I too. know. I don't care. We were broke. It was many years ago. Many years ago. So suck it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, here's the thing. Every little thing counts. So like at our salon, we do the tiles in advance, right? We get the tiles from like Lowe's or Home Depot. We preset their lashes on them and if the strips come back and they're not fully used they're going back out that way we're not going to just be wasteful and pick them off because they want a new set like if if they're going to take that thing all the way down to the very end right the other thing is glues right we issue glues out they have to sign them out check them out check your your you know use a hygrometer or check your humidity check what's going on climate wise you know this is the last kind of like hot month of the summer and then the temperature is going to start to drop you know little things like rationing making sure you got additional uh glue like um replacement nozzles and things so we can keep using that bottle i always joke around like we, this is a, a real story we had a bottle i think it was like stacy lash glue or one of those ones like back in the day right mm-hmm. and shauna was like this was her only bottle of glue and it was gonna take forever to get a bottle in and she had more clients coming and the lid was completely like rocks solid glue dried in the tip mm-hmm. and she's like please i need you to make this work i'm out in the garage with a hacksaw trying to get the tip <laughs> off and sparingly get the last little bit and put it in like a different little dropper bottle just to make that glue you know, stretch and work. So so if you own a salon and you have people working for you, check your supplies. Put your stuff on a tile. Make sure they're not running through them like crazy. Check your, uh, I know this is probably the dad in me, check your air conditioning. I just oh got a gosh. bill for my Arizona uh, location the other day for the AC bill. It was the same price as my warehouse bill with 30-foot ceilings, right? And I have an air-conditioned warehouse, okay? The same bill, and that's 2,000 square feet in Scottsdale. We live in Vegas. It's only a few degrees cooler than uh, than Scottsdale. You know what I mean? There's no way on God's green earth that they are running up the same electric bill that 30 or 40 warehouse workers are doing with the door going up and down with yeah. UPS deliveries. So check your thermostat. Be responsible there. When you leave at night, turn the air down. Make sure your lights are off. Make sure your sterilizers are unplugged. Make sure you're making those supplies stretch. Make sure you're budgeting. Don't go overboard on ad spend. You know what I mean? This would be number three. So right now the ad spend is very competitive. People are competing against each other, trying to run ads to get people in for services. And what's happening is you're creating a bidding war. So when you buy those terms on social media or on Google, those terms are more expensive. And what you're doing is you're creating this war, if you will, pricing each other out of the market. You know what I mean? Now it becomes two bucks, three bucks, five bucks. Even on Yelp, I've seen stuff at seven bucks a click to kind of fight each other for that placement. Go back and do some old school guerrilla marketing in your downtime. I drove by um, Sports Clips over in Green Valley the other day, and it was like slow over there. They had opened that location. The girls didn't have any haircuts. They were literally, one of them was on the curb holding a sign for the Sports Clips, and two of them were walking around in the Target parking lot handing out cards trying to get people in for haircuts. Genius, right? Nobody wants to do that anymore. It's a lost art going out and pounding the pavement. Dude, I sold Kirby's door-to-door, you know what I mean? $2,000 sweepers. 
And that was, you want to talk about rejection, that was super rejection. Getting your vacuum thrown out in the front yard and the cops called on you. <laughs> like that's real rejection. Going out and humbling yourself and, hey, my name is Mike. I own a lash business up the street here. We're doing, you know, do some discounts. You know, it doesn't hurt to do discounts, get people in. Get them in, get them liking the stuff, get them trying it, get them out the door. At least they come in and get a discount and it sucks. They don't like it. They didn't come back, no harm, no foul. But if they do like it and they came in discounted, they're going to come back as a repeat client. Mm-hmm. You got them in your world. They're going to tell their friends. There's a lot of old school marketing tips that aren't being used anymore. Mm-hmm. Everybody just wants to go to social media. And I get it. You can hit more people for quicker. But when a recession comes and you don't have the bankroll to do it, you need to be going back and doing the old school stuff that made you the money in the beginning when you didn't have that money. Yeah. And I still do that too. Is like, that's like my just number one thing is like, if we start a new business or I'm, you know, I'll go through like social media, get rid of like followers who like just, you know, just don't like us anymore, which there's usually a lot. So just kidding. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like just following people, liking their photos, commenting, that's huge. Another point I was going to make too is like, don't go hire crazy. So, you know, if you're starting a business and, you know, you're like, I need to hire all these positions, like for the first few years, Mike and I were the janitors. We were payroll. We were like any money I could save by just killing myself which i basically did i'm like no like i'll do it i'll do it like i see people who open a business and they're like hiring for all these oh, things. yeah, salon manager you know so front person, desk. person to do the training for not, their class yeah like front desk and it's just them and their clients and it's like well no like why don't you guys just save a little bit of money do it yourself until you get to the point where you actually need it i'm not going to say this is a true story my wife would actually drive around at night and pick up the cell phones from the locations yeah at nine, 10 o'clock at night. And we would sit there in the middle of the night or she would take night shift, right? And she would be up booking appointments and handling complaints two, three in the morning. Yeah, I'm an early riser, I'd be up at six, I would get the phone and I'd be moving around cancellations and calling and getting deposits, right? This is on top of already working the normal job because we didn't want to miss any clients because we were so desperate to build that business. And you gotta have that type of mentality. I didn't mean to cut you off, I just thought, no, that's I, for, a good point. I forgot. I forgot, I forgot we used to do that. It was such a like everybody's like, no, I work nine to five, weekends off, yeah. nights off. I don't take, you know, if a person calls, they can we'll address it tomorrow at 9 a.m. And I understand, like you have to set boundaries. So I'm not like telling you, hey, you gotta kill yourself. But if you want to be successful in this business, just think about this. That one phone call because you shut off at five o'clock, where either they had an issue and they just wanted to come in and get it corrected, or B, that was a new client who saw something they liked in your social media and wanted to get in and was really excited to try you. <laughs> And because you didn't answer at that particular second, the other the other person who did take that phone call, that text at five or six o'clock or seven o'clock at night, got that book of business because you were snoozing. Yeah, that was, man, we had a grind. I totally forgot about that. But that's the thing too, is like, you know, you have to put in the work, you know what I mean? And you, like, it's, I'm not going to say anything negative about like the generation we're in because you can listen to anything and there's negativity everywhere about like, you know, Gen Z's and every sensitive and all this stuff. And it's like, we're just evolving. Like this is just the world evolving and this is what it is. So I'm not going to say anybody's like lazy or anything like that. But I think that we do need to kind of like rewind a little bit and just go back to like the serious grind of things because everybody wants like this instant gratification, this instant success. And like companies make it seem like you can get that, you know, like just based on what they're putting out, like the work that they're putting out or the way their Instagram or their Facebooks look. And that's not the case. I mean, I think that really just taking a lot on yourself 
instead of hiring and spending all that money is just going to up your profits. It's going to make you become humble always. And um, I think it'll make your your business grow a ton. I mean, I still, if you saw my story the other day, I was shampooing the carpets because some guy gave me like a $500 estimate for three rooms <laughs> and I almost shit my pants. I'm like, I'll pay myself that $500 and I'll do it on my hands and knees. And I did. <laughs> and Mike was like, stop. Or Mike will get my car detailed and I'll be like, I'll do it myself. So there's still stuff to this day where I'm like, I know I can save money there. Can I just say that the only reason I get the car detailed is I have a three and a five year old who literally put chocolate all over the headrest and kicked the headrest and stuffed Cheerios and stuff down the perforated like the seats and it, it, there's like 40 Starbucks cups in there and old cookies and old brownie treats. And so that's the only reason I do it. It's I like, understand. oh, Mike, get the car detail. It's like, dude, the car smelled like a shoe. Yeah. Like it was dirty. There was, you couldn't see out the window between dog licks and finger licks. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was time. Okay, whatever. A last, it wasn't like Mike was like, Ooh, just detail yeah, that he, car. He does it all the time. <laughs> I can't. Oh, sassy. Um, but the last point I was going to make, and this is like so simple, but it's really huge just because um, I never do numbers or anything. But now that like our accountants are sending stuff over for me to um, look at, I'm forced to see these crazy numbers. And so I'm going through like our P&L. All I see is like Starbucks charges like through the roof. Like, so I think – a huge way. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like, I can't even tell you how much we spend in Starbucks. It's so disturbing. It is safer than meth, it to is, be fair. It, it is. But what I was going to say is packing your lunches, like packing or like not eating out. It's like we're in such a day and age, especially like at our age, we're not out like at the club. We're just eating and we like to go to nice restaurants or like try different foods and stuff. But if you like tally up how much you're spending or if you go to lunch every day, it is so much money. Like it's so crazy, especially with inflation. Like Dude, even chick Uber Eats, by the time you order that $7 sandwich from yeah. Jersey Mike's, yeah. I think it's 32 bucks yeah. with, with the tip, it's gas, insane. sales tax, service fee. It's like, dude, that was like literally your first three hours of work to it's get that so sandwich. It's so insane. And what I will say is Coco, Chloe, she's packed her lunch like ever since she started working for us. And that's years. And like I know she like has a little bit more time than like we do. Well, maybe she's pretty busy, but she literally will pack her lunch every single day. She'll pack her snacks every day. Like you'll never see her sneak out to the vending machine. She brings everything. And like it sounds so silly, but like if you were really to pull like all your bank statements and see how much money you spend on those things, it's so much money. And that's just such an easy way to save money. Um, you know, if you just go to the grocery store, it's like so much cheaper. You just take like an hour to prep your food for a couple of days. It's insane. So that's just another thing that we can do to save money. Yeah. This is, I mean, this, this, this is not a long-term thing. I mean, I hope it's not a long-term thing. Could yeah. become a depression instead of a recession. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying like this, it's not the end of the world, right? Like it's, we've been through these things plenty of times. There's been a lot of recessions, a lot of market crashes, a lot of everything. And so, you know, this is just one more thing. So as long as you hunker down, do what you're supposed to do, be frugal with the money. Don't just blow it recklessly. Do the old school marketing stuff, you know, pound the pavement, do just, you know, practical things. You'll be just fine. And to be honest with you, I always joke around, but these recessions are almost kind of like a purge. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like the movie, you get uh, people who are kind of like not really making it to begin with and just kind of recklessly advertising and, and hiring salon managers when it's just them and just bad business management. So a lot of your competition will disappear. They're going to get normal jobs because they won't be able to make it. A lot of these other lash brands that are in there just going like 75, 75, 75, sold, slashing prices like Zorro, selling $6 trays and whatever they can just to liquidate stuff, they'll be gone. Like there's 
going to be a lot of stuff kind of like purge its way out. So that's why I say if you can weather the storm now, keep the engine going and, and be frugal with the money now, you'll be awesome when this thing comes out on the other side. Yeah, that's especially if you if you um, survived the COVID period because that was fucking brutal, you know. A little so. warm-up for this. Yeah, a little warm-up. A little, mm, a little appetizer, <laughs> yeah. if you will, a little hors d'oeuvre. That was good. All right, well, that's all we got for you guys today. As always, if you haven't done so yet, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, join our Facebook group, The Lash T-T-E-A. And if you haven't done so yet, please refer a friend that can greatly benefit from this knowledge. Until then, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank Mwah. you.